Tiffany, how are you? Hi, Louise. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine over here. I'm very excited about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, almost half of our dogs here at Fairy Tales Dog Rescue are rescued from a hoarding situation. So we feel that we need to talk about animal hoarding. I mean, we can all be pack rats at times and letting our homes overflow with junk. Uh, but for millions of people, the compulsion to hoard things is a debilitating disorder. And when those things are animals, the results can be tragic. Animal hoarding occurs when someone accumulates animals in numbers that exceed their ability to provide for the animal's basic needs. Most animal hoarders believe they're helping the animals and they are victims to their own good intentions and they end up emotionally overwhelmed, socially isolated and alienated from family and friends. The problem causes immense suffering for both animals and people. Oh my God. And that's the thing. We've seen those hoarding, that hoarding a reality show on Netflix and uh, you know it, you see that it's clearly a mental illness and it's hard to even imagine to ever have that kind of problem um, and so to imagine that with dogs I mean we're talking a home with 150 dogs yeah. there's been cases where there's 150 dogs in a home which we will talk about it's it's tragic. It's truly tragic. It is because the dogs that are trapped in a hoarding environment, they don't have their needs met. They're overcrowded and uh, there's a lot of stress that's brought upon them. It's really not a healthy situation. And uh, the interesting oh, thing about not even close. Yeah, the interesting thing about animal hoarding is that it's so clearly animal abuse, but the animal hoarder, the person who has all these animals, often think that they're doing something good for them, that they're rescuing the dogs. So they're, they're delusional, and right. so they think they're helping the dogs, and they're unable to see that you know the dogs are actually suffering because they're living in their own filth and they're uh, not getting enough food and they're not getting the care they need and the, the exercise and you know they're just suffering in there but the hoarders don't see it that way so it's a very difficult situation yeah it is and you know we've seen cases um and luckily we haven't been <laughs> fortunate or unfortunate enough to see um in in, in real life but um we've talked to many people who work in the rescue world with the uh, social services who go into those situations and have described them. And uh, I could think about a certain case just recently that I was talking to about um, over in uh, animal care and control in Martinez. And the woman... Um, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, right? We were just talking about that. And these poor dogs. And it was really disturbing because they're going in there. Tell us about that. So how many dogs were in that hoarding situation? Well, this one wasn't as severe like 150. There was 30, um, <laughs> which still is quite but a bit. But 30 is know. a lot in one home. I mean, just picture it. 30 dogs in one home. Oh my God, I can't even, I can't even imagine what that, that looked like. And the sad part is, is this woman was so mentally ill. She literally 
first of all, she did not care about the dogs. She only cared about them having puppies. So she was only interested in the puppies. And she said, you can, you can take all the dogs except leave one adult and one, I mean, uh, one female and one male to mate so I can have more puppies. And then you can come pick them up later. And, you know, you think, wait, wait. That is just a horrible attitude. And you, my question was to them, like, well, isn't it, there, isn't it the law that you can only have at least, I think it's like three dogs, depending on the county, but you can't have more than three dogs. And, um, however, it's not regulated and it's not enforced. There really isn't any support system. There isn't any kind of program to help these people who have mentally ill um, illnesses like this. It, it's just It's just left like that. There are a little bit of legislation here and there in America, and there is, you know, treatments available in the form of a cognitive therapy. Uh, so so there, there is treatment available, and there is some legislation on it, but not enough. But it's very, still very hard to reach out to these people because part of the disorder is usually that they're so isolated from both family and friends, and they're not going to see the problem themselves and so, unless somebody, you know, really pushes them to, to get help. And uh, also if, you know, if, if someone calls them into the authorities, like uh, uh, the local animal shelter or police department and uh, get the dogs out of there, it still means that that person is most likely just going to repeat this behavior. Like the story you just told us about the woman, she's not going to stop. She's going to keep breeding those dogs. And yeah, so once you're an animal hoarder, you're going to keep doing it. Even if you remove the dogs out of the situation, they're going to get back into it unless they get treatment. So um, an interesting thing about legislation on animal hoarding is that only two states in America, Illinois and Hawaii, currently have legislation specifically addressing animal hoarding. What is it? So the Illinois Companion Animal Hoarder Act was created in 2001 uh, to um, create a legal definition of animal hoarder and mandate counseling for those convicted of animal cruelty. So that's actually a pretty cool law, I think. I think more states should adopt that. But only two states, that's it? And it has been proposed in other states, but it's not approved. So that's ridiculous, I think. This sounds like a good law to have that, you know, if you are convicted for animal abuse, then you can be sentenced to cognitive therapy because it's proven efficient. It's just, to me, I feel like it's surprising that we haven't evolved as a society to a point where that is in every single state, um, two, two states, that's, that's not enough. I mean, surprising. Yeah. So the second is Hawaii and they put, got their law in 2008. So you see 2001 and 2008, this is a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, so Hawaii got their law 2008 and that is the only state law specifically outlawing animal hoarding. Uh, However, um, in Hawaii, they don't mandate psychological counseling for convicted hoarders. Um, But but at least there is a law against it. At least there's a law. Uh, So like I said, anti-hoarding legislation has been proposed in several states, but it hasn't passed. I I can't. I I can't imagine why they they wouldn't be passed. I mean, it's this woman that about the story that I just mentioned, um, the Animal Care and Control Services literally just had to convince her to allow them to take as many dogs as they could. Um, but they're really, they're really, their hands are tied and um, they're doing their best they can. So thank goodness we have those services at least. Uh, but 
I read another story, a pretty severe story that was an article about it and was based in Los Angeles where a home had 150 Shih Tzus. Wow. Yeah, I think, imagine 150. Now, you might think that this is a home where it's like in some kind of bad neighborhood or somebody like a poor neighborhood. But the surprising thing. Yeah, I mean, that's what you say. Right, you just kind of like imagine that, right? But this home was actually an affluent neighborhood. It was a big, beautiful home. And the 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 husband so the woman was breeding them the 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 woman in the house and the, her husband was a lawyer so he was not you know he was an educated professional person still allowed yeah, educated people that hoard animals it's so unexpected right it's unexpected and these shih tzus were so hungry they were eating the drywall there was not enough food in the house for them yeah yeah and and these are you know people who who get degrees and you know they have responsibilities and they're uh, trusted pillars of society and they treat animals this way and they have this hoarding disorder it's a uh, very surprising but what we have to remember is that so often we're confronted with our own ideas of stereotypes and uh, hoarders are not always the crazy cat lady you know they come in all shapes and sizes <laughs> so an animal hoarder can be a man or a woman it can be young or old um, so yeah yeah i think this story is very interesting because it sheds light on the, how real this situation is with animal hoarding and that anyone that you don't even expect can't be doing it like it is with most crimes it's you know it's not always you can't tell by looking at a person which crimes they could commit right it's it's interesting and it's me it's it's what you said earlier about being isolated because you clearly think if somebody a family member a friend came over to their home and saw this happening then it would have been shut down or they would gotten help but they have to they obviously are isolated because they're not inviting people over to to yeah yeah and the thing is that the you know many animal hoarders see themselves as a rescue service for animals that others reject and that gives them a role as a person who saves unwanted animals you know this helps them feel special loved and important and they're usually you know very good at convincing other people about this truth as well because they are living this truth and they have no problem conveying other people as well, so unless they, you know, see the actual state of their home, they can believe that these are just like good people who are fostering some dogs or or such. Right, you're right. I mean, do you wonder though, like, what is going on in their head? To, I mean, I can't. To me, it's hard to to just even fathom or understand. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's hard to understand. Hey guys, no barking. <laughs> Journey. It's okay. Oh my god, his bark sounds so loud in the headphones. It's okay. Journey. Oh, I'm sure it does. Oh my God, it's like it's, it's okay. how he sounds so dangerous and vicious, and he's such a big baby. <laughs> no, he sounds so dangerous. He's Here's a big baby. Dog journey. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dogs barking here in the apartment uh, oh, building right, today. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what goes through the doggy grapevine, but something is going on right now. Hmm. Well, uh, was I, what I was saying about understanding animal hoarders, uh, 
uh, as a people. There are studies uh, of animal hoarders that show that their behavior often begins after an illness or uh, death of a significant other or another difficult life event. And they see their animals as a great source of love. And they confuse their love for the animals with the reality of their inability to provide a safe, clean, and healthy home for them. Mm. Can you imagine how disgusting and... It's really sad. (laughs) It is sad. I mean, but also just... It just, I, I, I mean, it's got to stink so bad. It's got to be filled with shit and pee and, and I, I mean, I, dog hair, like everything. Because clearly these people aren't clean people. Like clean people would never be hoarders. <laughs> you know, it's like never. Yeah. And, and these uh, hoarding situations we read about where there are about a hundred something animals in a home and it's not like they're being walked. They are, uh, you know, doing their business in the house. So imagine how much feces uh, that accumulates just in a week, but they are living like this, you know, for, for years on end sometimes. And, um, the homes are overcome by animal waste and they can suffer health problems created by inhalation of ammonia and fleas and ticks and animal-borne illnesses. Yeah, you know, it's it's really awful. And these poor animals, when we do get them, when you and I get them, they're so under-socialized. I mean, severely traumatized. Because you think, oh, they're living in a home, they're okay. No, they're not. They're not being socialized. They're not being taught what it's like to be a family member. They are literally living in fear and cower and don't know how don't have any interaction with other humans. They don't even know what to do with you. It's really horrible and it's sad to see these poor dogs, but they do come around. So don't give up on them if you see them out there. Yeah. Hoarded animals, you know, when they come out of their hoarding situation, everything is new to them. So they're very scared and it takes a while for them to adjust because they are going through what they should have been going through in their puppy stage. And it's much more scarier to go through that in an older stage for a dog. So, yeah, they're still very capable of adapting. Dogs are great at that. But, yeah, a lot of them are going to need time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they need to be with patient people. And it's sad, you know, because animal hoarding is tragic on both ends for both the, the human and the animal. But the animals are the real victims here. So... Let's, you know, um, shed some light on them specifically. Right, yes. Because, you know, the animals suffer the same uh, faith as the animal hoarders. They have poor health, they're malnutrition, disease, and, you know, in some cases, these poor hoarded dogs, of course, die in this oh, state. Oh, yeah. And they are stressed by frequent fights over food, uh, fights over territory, and mating in crowded conditions. Mm. And they're usually not spayed or neutered, so they multiply quickly. And uh, all hoarding leads to a sad outcome. But the saddest of all is the animals who, who die in an environment of neglect, filth, and stress. Yeah. These animals are innocent victims. Oh yeah, I mean they didn't ask for this, and they're they're just part of that. They're part of this person's mental illness. They're just the tool for it to to keep it going. And I mean, I remember watching one of those hoarding shows on Netflix, and it was a cat hoarder. I mean, she had garbage and everything, everything filled, but she also had a bunch of cats. And they found so many dead cats underneath garbage, kittens everywhere. This person didn't even realize, like she, like you said, Louise, she thought she was doing giving them a home, but she was actually she was abusing them and they were dying in her home um and she didn't even realize it because she couldn't even see them or find them because they were buried 
Yeah, no, I've seen uh, the videos and photos um, online on different news stories, and you see them like picking up a, a mattress, and there's t- tons of cats and dogs hiding under there, or in like different bowls or little nooks Ugh. and crannies of the house, or you know, mm. it's. They they it, they really take over the place, and because no one can have their own space, and it's just. I mean, I think with really terrible situation to be. I in. I think we need to make a, you know people aware about this because you know if you see anyone with any any type of possible hoarding in their their lives, and um, you need to need to address it. You need to get help them get them help. It's is very serious and. Uh, especially if there's animal suffering as well, uh, just recognize it and do something about it. If you see it, do something about it. Don't just walk away and ignore it and put your hands in the air. Oh, well, she's crazy or he's crazy or whatever. Um, do something about it. Yeah. So what do you do? Well, you can either call your local police department or you can call your local animal welfare organization or animal care control, or you can even call a veterinarian to help initiate the process. And if you are in contact with the animal hoarder, uh, him or herself, then, you know, uh, be the person to volunteer your time, like keep in touch and reassure the animal hoarder that it's okay to accept help. It's very important uh, to form relationships for these people uh, in uh, part of their progress because they're so isolated in their animal hoarding. It's important for them to discover love in other relationships in order to recover. So if, you know, if, if it's possible for you to be there for that kind of person, then it's really good for their recovery and for the sake of no more animals getting hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have seen dogs that were in hoarding situation that actually have never come around. Um, and they they just, it, and some of them are so severe that the dogs are just permanently traumatized and will take years and years for them to come out of their shell just even more and more. Um, so this is really serious. It's, it's not like, oh, they have a home. They're, they, they're fine. No, they're not. <laughs> this is like you said, Louis, this is animal abuse in a very serious form. And, uh, it, it's not something that we turn, turn a blind eye to if we see it or know about it. Yeah. So here are some signs that may help you know if someone is an animal hoarder or not. Maybe you have a neighbor or I don't know, a friend's parent or someone where where you're wondering, is this uh, is this okay? Is this really like a a good situation? Uh, So here here are some signs for you to think about. Um, So an animal hoarder, they have numerous animals and may not know the total number of animals in their care. And their home is deteriorated, meaning dirty windows, broken furniture, holes in the walls and floor, and extreme clutter. And there is a strong smell of ammonia, and floors may be covered with dried feces, urine, and vomit, etc. Animals are emaciated, lethargic, and not well socialized. And there's fleas and vermin present. And the individual, uh, meaning the animal hoarder, is isolated from community and appears to be in neglect of himself or herself. And this person also insists that all animals are happy and healthy, even when there are clear signs of distress and illness. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Yeah. I, I wonder, you know, how do they, if they live in their homes, I mean, I, and they, do they 
get leave their homes or they, or they have all their food delivered and you know i mean how does one maintain their personal appearance to appear normal and clean in in that environment you know i wonder don't you yeah well it's part of uh, mental illness and uh, it it's you know they they live their life um differently and I, I don't know the answers to that I know it's I'm like the complete opposite of the hoarder I'm always wanting to get rid of stuff I'm always trying to clear out and clean out I'm like I got I feel like I, overwhelmed by the stuff that I have already and I feel like it's too much so so for me it's just one of those things where it just blows my mind because I can't even have a little inkling of understanding the want and desire to live like that do you know what I mean yeah yeah no but I I think it's uh uh, not necessarily a desire to to live like that. It's uh, some thing related maybe to an OCD kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so we shouldn't sit here and, and speculate on something as serious as mental disorder. Uh, but but it's definitely an interesting condition, animal hoarding. Um, I mean, you know what, Louise? I'm curious to know because you know you're originally from you're from Sweden. Not re- originally sounds funny, but you're from Sweden, and um, in America, I feel like mental illness is taboo and you don't really, I mean, it's getting better, but it's not one of those things that people are comfortable talking about. Um, it's not one of those things that it's, it's easy to get care for. Um, and it's unfortunate because this is, it's, as a society, we all are hurting over this and a lot of people are suffering, people, animals, everything, um, because of mental illness. And I was curious, does Sweden have more, uh, I don't know, is it more open to and more care available for mental illness? Oh, yeah. It's uh, much more on the forefront in Sweden regarding mental uh, illness. Um, First of all, health care is readily available to all citizens, you know, to no or little cost. So affording therapy is not really an issue for people. So, So it is very available and affordable. And um, it's it's easy. Of course, I think in the case of mental illness, it's always hard to reach out for help. And the crucial part is that you have family and friends around you that push you to get help and, you know, are, are there to help you. Right. So it's it all comes down to your social family, friends, network, I think, actually, to what kind of life you have. True. To, to take that step and get help. You know, it's an overall quality issue. Yeah, because if you rec- if you don't recognize you have mental illness, you're definitely not going to get help on your own. Um, but even if you did recognize you had mental illness in this country, it is very rare to be able to get it through your health insurance that is um, a really good quality, as well as get your time in there um, because they're fully booked because people are all using the ones that are covered by insurance. Um, and the very there's most of it is out of pocket that's available for people are all out of pocket, not covered by insurance. And, um, that's where you'll get the best care, uh, unfortunately in this country, which is too bad. I think we'd all benefit if everybody was able. It really yeah. is too bad because it not only affects people, it affects animals too. And it's costing us a lot as a society, uh, you know, in, in the bigger perspective, because uh, think, uh, for example, uh, of the 
the cause of the animal hoarding situation from a person then with mental illness who is not getting treatment and they keep hoarding all these animals. By the end, you know, when someone seizes all these animals, it creates great expense for local animal shelters and may require national efforts to find homes for these large numbers of animals. Like it, and if, Oh, yeah. The cost of the legal processes and so on. Then you got to, yeah. It's very expensive to not treat mental illness. Oh, extremely expensive. It is, and like you said, it is a cost to society because the services that are taking care of them are government-run agencies like Animal Care and Control. They're, they're, they're the ones that come take them and they sp- they'll vaccinate them, spay and neuter them. I mean, that's very expensive. Um, and then if, if, there's many rescues that will be able to take them, but uh, it's a it's a large expense on society, and it's unfortunate that living beings have to suffer for uh, no reason. And these are living beings; these are they have lives, and they should not be. And you know, it also is they're all it's all ancestral too. So these dogs are like they're literally humping their siblings, and so they're also born with a lot of other. They're born with mental illness themselves a lot of times. Yeah, because of inbreeding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh, altogether sad, uh, the cases of animal hoarding. uh, But, you know, we are moving in the right direction. Uh, I think that as we see more representation and power being given to uh, subcultures and minorities uh, and uh, women, Uh, in terms of uh, politics and culture, then the animal rights and legislation is going to come tumbling right after that. I mean, we are in a time of uh, recognizing more and more people to equality and including everyone. And I believe that animal welfare is, you know, just on a leash right behind there. So I think we're going in the right direction Uh, And as we become more aware of mental illness, we are talking about it a lot today. Like we are going in a step towards getting more done to solve this issue. So in the future, hopefully we can see less cases of animal hoarding. But today the situation is serious. Uh, At least 250,000 animals are affected each year from animal hoarding. And that's only the numbers that has been reported to authorities. So the dark number is much greater than 250,000 animals. And I can also say that in 80% of animal hoarders uh, situations, there are deceased, dying or dead animals on the premises. Mm. So that says how bad most of the hoarding situations is. Like crazy cat lady is actually not so fun. No. Is do you happen did you happen to research or no I'm just curious is there does there any statistics where hoarding is more prevalent in other countries? just curious no i didn't find any information on that and i know what you mean because you find all the nuts and extremities in america (laughs) and in the reality shows right right i'm just Um, curious so i couldn't say i mean you think it's a mental illness it should be everywhere right at least um, in places where the culture and living standards are similar uh but i've never heard of it in any other country but i'm sure that it exists so they didn't you don't remember hearing about it when you were in Sweden no I never heard of the first time I heard about hoarding was when I came to America that's I didn't even know what it was before (laughs) 
I, that's why I'm just, I'm just curious what, why, what triggers, I mean, I guess there's many triggers for people, um, to have this condition. Uh, but I mean, but are they all different? Yeah, well, like the study said, the triggers were, you know, like a, something really serious and hard happening in your life, like somebody dying or you get a disability or, or, or something, you know? Okay. That, that's usually what triggers it. And then the animals be- become their great source of love and they become delusional. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I would, I would love to know. After this, I'm, I'm, my curiosity is very wanting to know if there's a country that has more hoarding than others and so I think I'm going to look that up if I can even find it I I would be very curious yeah yeah do you want to google it right now you want to all right I don't have uh you are you right in front of I could try to um I'm doing it right now okay or I can here it is Hoarding is far more common in the United States and North America than anywhere else in the world. It has been speculated that countries that offer more comprehensive health care and engaging social programs to their citizens, like Sweden and the Netherlands, mm. suffer less from this compulsion. That's at uh, Fascinate.com. There you go. On an article on 41 horrifying facts about hoarders. Wow. So yeah, there you go. It's funny that they mentioned Sweden I know, too. right? I mean, but there you go. It, there's a correlation. Yes, yeah, so hoarding is far more common in America. That that is really interesting. But you know what the correlation is? Is healthcare? You just said it. You know that the, those countries that have more access to healthcare and mental care, mental health, uh, mental health um, services, suffer less. So I mean, it's kind of a no brainer here, right? Like what, what? I don't know. I get frustrated over this stuff because it's, it's just, we don't do, we're, we don't do the right things. And, you know, there's so many th- ways to, we could be a better society very simply. And we're just, I don't know. They're put, our priorities are all screwed up. It sure is. But like I said, I th- still think we're moving in the right direction. I'm an eternal optimist on this. Wow. Yeah. Come on, America. This is, this is, this is pathetic. It's embarrassing. <laughs> we need to do something about this. Like, God, I feel like we're, yeah, we're so backward sometimes, you know? <sighs> it is, but it's still the, the greatest country in the world. According to who? Trump? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I know. know. I know. Every, 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 it's you know the slogan for America. I know. It's the Roman Empire of our I days. I know. I just wonder if, like, are we? Do, is that what we tell ourselves because we don't know any better? I mean, perhaps you know. I don't know. I wonder these days. I. I mean, definitely, there's lots of great things about this country for sure. But I definitely don't think it. There, I think nobody can claim to be the best country in the world because there is. There's so much more work to go to do. That is true. But I think, you know, when it comes to uh, figuring out if you're a good country or not, I, I think the saying that Gandhi had uh, about uh, looking at a country's treatment of animals says a lot about, uh, like, how, how good that country is. He has a quote that says something like that. And, uh, yeah, the treatment of animals comes down to the essence of, you know, of what the humans in the country are. I think. Mm, yeah. 
Well, they and we are doing a rescue and we're in America. So, you know, we're, we're doing some good here, too. And speaking of our little dog rescue, let's go over our dogs. Uh, we have Alice, uh, who is in my care. She's a little cocker mix. And I took her to the vet yesterday because she doesn't want me to pick her up. And she's been a little bitey and snappy uh, um, in the beginning. She seemed to have a pain around her, her back. And luckily, it turns out it's just a mild uh, injury. And she's going to be fine in a couple of weeks when she has her medication and uh, gets some rest. And she's just a super sweet, cuddly little girl now when she's gotten to know me more and she's got some rest for her back. Oh, and she's so cute. She's a little fluffy black little thing, too. Little poof ball. Super cute. <laughs> she is a black I little poof ball. Well, we did adopt two dogs over the weekend. We adopted Gingerbread Man and we adopted out Snow White. So we only have Iridessa left, which has an appointment tomorrow. Um, so she'll most likely get her forever home and her happily ever after tomorrow. But we will be getting a new dog starting Monday. All right, let's wrap it up. All right. Well, I hope that um, everyone is enjoying this podcast and learning something new and spreading the love, spreading the knowledge. And uh, please keep following us. Uh, we count on you. And, um, you know. We're all here, so if you please just let us know any other topics that you would like to hear, give us a little little text be- buzz or something. Go to fairytalesdogrescue.com and you can contact us on there. All right. Okay, bye. bye. Dogs are everywhere, almost everywhere that I go. They have too much and then They have too much again